who's among us, and I know that the Holy Spirit is here today. And so for uh, the next few minutes, I'd like to talk to you about the Spirit-filled life, that you and I are called to live the Spirit-filled life. Have you ever thought about that you were created to house the power of God inside of you? You weren't meant to live life with your own strength and your own ability. You were meant to have the power of God living and working inside of you. And I don't know about you, but that's good news for me because I need that. I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles to uh, John chapter 16, and we'll begin there. Uh, But I'm also going to ask you just to kind of um, get something where you could take notes as well, because there's going to be a number of scriptures, a few things to write down. I'd really like you to have it, and uh, and again, allow the Holy Spirit just to speak and to move this morning uh, in your heart and in your life. I would guess that most of us here today have a phone of some sort, and for many of us, our phones are quite unique tools, aren't they? They they can do so many different things, these little phones that we have. And I got stuck somewhere this week, and I didn't have my computer, didn't have any books, didn't have anything with me. And I'm like, oh, I got to wait here. And I'm like, oh, I got my phone. And on my phone, I have books, and, and I can do my emails. I got all my Bible study tools, everything. And so I'm, I'm doing a lot of work on my phone as I was waiting. And I'm like, man, this is this is a pretty powerful little tool, right, that we hold in our hands. It's, it's amazing uh, what it can do. But how many know that when this symbol, and it'll be on the screen, comes on, you're in big trouble, right? Some of you, your heart is palpitating right now because you saw that, that symbol. And, and um, it has to have power in order to work. And my phone, at the end of the day, every now and then, it asks me if I want to switch to low-power mode. So I just usually click that, and and that will, you know, let the battery last a a little bit longer. But it doesn't do all the functions that it normally does. And so we, unfortunately, sometimes live our life on low-power mode. The Lord really spoke to me this week as I was preparing this message that I believe a lot of Christians live even on the no power mode. That we just, we're, we, we can handle it, we can do it, we can survive on our own, and we weren't meant to do that. We were meant to have the power of God at work inside of us. So John chapter 16, let's jump into verse 7. So very truly I tell you, it is good, or it is for your good, that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate who will, uh, the advocate will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. And so Jesus begins by saying, it's good for you that I leave. And you could say, well, really? Is that true? I mean, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be cool to have Jesus around right now? I mean, wouldn't it? Well, apparently not, because Jesus says, no, it's good for you that I leave because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And he didn't send the Holy Spirit just to, to hover and float around the earth. He sent the Holy Spirit to live in you, to live in his church, to show up to people that come to prayer meetings like it did on the day of Pentecost. He says, I want to fill you with the Holy Spirit, not the Spirit that hovers, but the Spirit that lives inside of you. 
I'm bringing that to you. I'm giving that to you. And he describes the Holy Spirit as an advocate. And in the Greek, it's the word paraclete. And that is actually two words combined. The first word means beside. The second word means to call. So it's to call beside or to call alongside. And it's actually translated three different ways in the New Testament. And I want to give you those three ways it's translated to see how the Holy Spirit can be at work in your life. The first way that the Holy Spirit is described is a counselor. That word uh, advocate, that word paraclete, it could be translated counselor. And it's not like counselor like we think of today, although counselors today are very important. If you have trouble in your marriage or life, you'd go to see a counselor. But that's not the type of counselor that he's talking about here. This would be more like a counselor that's an advisor, a counselor that that would give you wisdom. Maybe a president of a country or a nation has an advisor, a counselor, someone to help them lead the way. The Holy Spirit is described as the spirit of wisdom, giving you wisdom, giving you teaching. Job chapter 12 verse 13 says, with God are wisdom and might. He has counsel and understanding. So if I have God at work in my life, I have wisdom, I have might, I have his counsel, I have his understanding. If you go a couple chapters earlier in John, to John 14, 26, it says, but the advocate, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you everything I have said to you. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. He's our counselor. He's our advocate. How many of you had a favorite teacher growing up? Maybe in grade school or middle school or high school? Maybe even college. Somebody who pushed you and and brought the best out of you. You know, there's that teacher we all have in our life. For some, it's it's a coach. We get to travel the world, and I I think of going to Israel. And when you go to some place that's new, you want a good tour guide, right? Right? You don't want somebody who's reading the book along with you. You want somebody who lives there that knows it. And so when we go to Israel, we have a guy by the name of Mark that travels with us. He's from there, and he's phenomenal. There's nothing this guy doesn't know. In fact, even when things are going on in Israel like it has been the last couple weeks, he'll email you and tell you, give you a ground report of what's happening. And we need that type of person in our life to lead us, to guide us, to teach us, to help us comprehend, illuminate some things to us, and that's what the Holy Spirit does. I need the Holy Spirit to teach me, to guide me how to live the new life I'm created to live. I don't want to live the same old life. I want to be taught on how to walk in this new life. I don't want to be the old me. I want to be the the new me, and the Holy Spirit helps me understand who I was, who I am, and whom I'm becoming. It says in Romans chapter 8, verses 13 and 14, for if we live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit, if, but if by the Spirit you put death, the, minds, the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. If I live according to the flesh, if I live according to the old way of life, I'm dead. I want to live according to the Spirit, and then I'm His child. I want the Holy Spirit active in my life. I want to say one more thing before we move on because this is very important, is that not every spirit comes from the Holy Spirit. 
Not every spirit is of God. And a lot of times you hear somebody say, well, that's a, that's a spiritual person, or um, you may have these spiritual feelings, whatever. Listen, not every spirit comes from God. Not every spirit is holy, and we need to make sure that we're, ne- we're not just guided by things that are spiritual. We are guided by his word. We are guided by the Holy Spirit, that that's who we listen to, and that who is our advisor. That is our counselor. And next, you could translate it helper. You could translate paraclete uh, helper, that the Holy Spirit is our helper. I won't ask you to raise your hand, but um, how many of you have ever felt overwhelmed in life, right? Yeah, I'm seeing two hands go up. Uh, People are giving me two hands. Thank you for your confession. There's really nothing I can do, but but oftentimes we feel like there's more than we can handle, right? That we, we have a calling in our life to accomplish, but we just don't have the resources to get it done. We don't have what it takes. We, we don't have the time. We don't have the money. We don't have, we just, there's just too much to do, and we feel overwhelmed. And as believers, we're called to partner with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is our helper. He is our strength. He is our power. And so the Holy Spirit is our helper. It says in John 14, 16, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. The Father is going to send the helper. Send the Holy Spirit. We have this helper in our life. And this helper helps us play offense and defense. In playing defense, the Holy Spirit protects us. He watches over us. He He keeps the enemy at bay in our life when we are walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. And he keeps those things away. But it also is for offense that we can draw near to God and be close to him. That we can know God and have a deeper relationship with him. We allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives so it begins to foster holiness inside of us. That we don't do things that grieve the Holy Spirit. But instead we are changed to be more like Jesus that we are set apart for God through the Holy Spirit. And it's very important to to realize, too, he's the helper. But how many know that helpers don't do all the work? Or they shouldn't do all the work. Last night, we were getting ready for church, and Leanne was already in the sanctuary, and I came in, and uh, the keyboard was down here, and, and Leanne said, can you help me move the keyboard up to the top? I'm like, yeah, happy to help. And, and she didn't say, oh, good, well, it's there, and it goes up there and walks away. No, she grabbed one end, I grabbed one end, and we put it up there together. Now, could I have carried it by myself? Probably, I don't know, maybe she doesn't trust me. I'm not sure, but, no, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. But, but it was a helper, that, that, that idea of we, we did it together. I hear so many Christians say, well, I want the power of God to be at, my, at work in my life, and they just kind of sit back thinking the the the. Holy Spirit is this magic genie that's going to do everything for you and clean everything up and work in power. And, and, and no, he's our helper. He comes alongside of us. He, he's going to do the, the heavy lifting. Don't get me wrong, but he's a helper. He doesn't do all the work for you. You have to yield yourself to the work that he's calling you to do. See, the Holy Spirit's there to help everyone, I believe. I believe that the Holy Spirit is actually even helping unbelievers. He's revealing the kindness and the love of God. He's convicting them of sin. 
He is, he's moving among unbelievers so that you can, when you are witnessing or sharing your faith, pray, Holy Spirit, will you do some work in that person's heart and life before I say a word, that, that somehow the Holy Spirit is already kind of laying the foundation, setting that path for you to share the gospel. He's also at work in the life of believers, again, drawing us closer to God, but we are not called to do anything without his help. We're not to do anything without his help. That's why when I begin to feel overwhelmed, I realize that I'm not in tune with the Holy Spirit. He keeps at perfect peace those whose hearts and minds are set on him. Isaiah 26.3. And so that means if I'm not in tune with what the Spirit is doing in my life, then yeah, I am going to feel overwhelmed. I'm doing it on my own power. And I'm not meant to do it on my own power. I need to get alone with God and say, God, I need your counsel. I need your help. And number three, another way to translate this word paraclete is comforter. God, I need your comfort in my life. So I was thinking of comforter. I, I immediately thought of the, the, you know, the bread spread, the, the top blanket on your bed that we often call a comforter. I'm, I'm learning all these new terms because... Uh, yeah, when you get married, all of a sudden there's supposed to be all these pillows and blankets and things that you don't use ever, but they're on the bed. You take them off when you go to bed, and then in the morning you put them back on, and so I'm just, you know. Leslie's visiting Matthew in Colorado for his birthday, so um, needless to say, all those, all those pillows are sitting nicely on the floor until the day she comes back, I'll put them all. Hopefully she's not watching right now, but... Uh, <clears throat> But the comforter, and, and sometimes you get to use the comforter, and then sometimes it's too nice, so we don't use it. It's folded, and we put it back on. But, so I'm, I, I don't know all the rules, but I know there are rules. Um, you're like, where are you going with this? Here is where we're going. And sometimes when we get to use that comforter in the middle of winter, it's nice and warm, isn't it? It's cozy. It, it comes upon you, and sometimes it keeps you safe. One night... Um, uh, Leslie and I were staying in a bedroom uh, in a house in kind of an attic situation, and, and also we heard some noise, and so I turn on the light, and there's a bat flying around the room. And so that comforter became protection as we lifted it over our head, and we hid under the covers. And I grabbed my phone, and, ha and I googled how to kill a bat with your bare hands. Um, <clears throat> But it, it's, that, it's that warmth, it's that protection that God gives us. It says in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, in the same way after supper, or after supper, I'm, going, I'm doing communion here, sorry guys. I, I, I apologize, I just keep looking at the clock, and I know we're running out of time, so I'm, I'm, my brain's going faster than my mouth, I apologize. But in the same way, uh, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. That the Holy Spirit is with us even in those most difficult times when we're crying out to God. We don't even have the words. We don't even know what to say. We are just in that broken spot. And we talked a little bit about that today with, during our prayer times. Is that he's that comforter. He comes to your aid. And, and I think of it like first aid when, when, you, when you cut yourself or, or you need something wrapped up. You just, you know, you get that Band-Aid. And it's like the Holy Spirit comes and gives you that first aid. And then he begins the healing process in your life. And I've just noticed more so probably in the last year than ever before in, in real life 
how much we need the Holy Spirit as a comforter, how much we need the Holy Spirit at work bringing healing to our lives. Jesus said in John 14, 18, I will not leave you as orphans. He sends the Holy Spirit to comfort us. We have a <clears throat> preschool uh, that, that uh, meets at the church here, and so I just love it when the little boys and girls come in the morning. It's always just so exciting for them. And then for others, it's, you know, it's hard to be dropped off from mom and dad. And so they, they have their little, maybe a little teddy bear with them or a blanket or something, something to comfort them while they're away from, from mom and dad. And, and, uh, and I just thought of that. That's like the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is with us. Uh, the Father, the Son, they're, they're in heaven. Everything's under their feet. And the Holy Spirit is with us right now. And, and we need those comforters. We need those reminders in our life. I, I've always joked about how many bumper stickers I put on my car because I, I love bumper stickers. But it all started, the first bumper sticker started with a Colorado bumper sticker. And I just bought that when I was dropping Matthew off when he moved out to Colorado um, because I, I just wanted to remember him every time I walked out to the car in the morning that I'd say a prayer for him. And like, like you can forget any of your children, right? But just that, that reminder, that comforter, yeah, God, you're with them and you're taking good care of them. And we need that comfort in our lives. The Holy Spirit is connecting us to Jesus. He's that comforter that connects us to Jesus. And he does it in three ways. It's on the, on the screen here. It's through prayer, through word, and through his voice or through his leading, because some people think, well, I need to hear an audible voice. You know, sometimes it's peace, sometimes it's just a nudge in a certain direction. Maybe you see something or hear something, but, but again, it's that, that leading of the Holy Spirit. And so I, I connect to Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit, through prayer, just praying through his word and what he speaks to me, and then through his still small voice and his leading. And it's God himself living inside of us. Today, I, I want you to plug into the power source. I, I want you to, to be fully charged. I don't want anybody living on low power mode. And you can bring your phone to church, and there are outlets all around that you can plug your phone into and charge it up. But what if the only time you charged your phone was Sunday morning? By tonight or tomorrow, your phone's probably dead. Listen, you don't have to wait to Sunday morning to charge yourself up in the Holy Spirit, right? I can charge my phone at home. I can charge my phone at work. I can charge my phone in my car, right? You can charge your phone. You can charge your phone on a walk if you have a battery pack. You can charge up anywhere. And the same is with the Holy Spirit. You don't have to wait to come to church to get the power of the Holy Spirit. Like, I need to feel it. Oh, I hope the pastor brings it today. I hope it's awesome. And we're, you know, I don't, I mean, that's, we want to be filled up when we leave this place. We want to leave this place stronger and lighter and ready to go. But that shouldn't be the only time you're getting your power filled up. We need to be doing that over and over and over again. It says in Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. So we need the power of the Holy Spirit active in our life. That's what Jesus promises. And then in Ze Zechariah 4, 6 in the Old Testament, it says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. That we're not going to accomplish what we need to do on our own. It's only going to be through the Holy Spirit. And so stop trying to live life on your own. Rely on the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to give you some things today before we go that I want to see active in your life. 
Now, the problem is there is no formula for the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is a person. He's part of the Trinity. And relationships don't work on formulas. They work on flow. And so we need to flow in the Holy Spirit. So how do we receive the Holy Spirit? How are we filled with the Holy Spirit? How do we make room for the Holy Spirit? How do we connect with God through the Holy Spirit? And I'm just going to give you seven things. They're just going to be on the board real quick. So just take a look at those seven things. Write them down, and as you're writing, I'll talk about them. First one is invite. Pray. Invite the Holy Spirit. Say, come, Holy Spirit. Have your way in my life. Just every day, God, what's on your mind today? What do you want to do? Come, Holy Spirit. Number two, you need to make room. Sometimes we don't have the Holy Spirit working in our life because our lives are too cluttered. We're too full of other things to add the Holy Spirit to it. (coughs) We pray, Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit. The problem is sometimes we're too full and there's no room for the Holy Spirit. And we've got to declutter. You probably have a room in your house. We have one like this. It's kind of the extra room, the guest room, and um, in through time, we, we, you know, boxes get moved in there, old treadmills get moved in there, things you don't use get moved in there, and then all of a sudden you're having company and you're like, okay, time to clean the, 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 what was the guest room is now the junk room. It's time to clean that out, and sometimes we need to do that as well. We need to empty ourselves. We are so busy and so satisfied in life that a lot of times we We don't have God working in our life because we're just too full. We're not thirsty. We're not hungry. And if there was one prayer I could make for our church, for my life, for your life, is that we would get hungry for God. That we would be so hungry for God that that nothing else will satisfy. Sometimes we're so full of this world and the things of this world and and so busy that we just miss out on God. And we we need to make room for him. We need to get hungry for him. And, and the best way to get hungry is to fast. Is to fast maybe some food or uh, fast social media or fast television or fast. Remove something from your life to allow God to come and fill you up. That's what we need to see in our life. Boy, I spent a lot of time on that. But that's because my heart's burning for this. I, I want us to be hungry for God. I want to be hungry for God. Hungry for him to move. Next one is wait. And the King James, if you've read that growing up, it's tarry, that you would tarry and wait on the Lord. And basically that means just don't be in a hurry with God. If you want to distance yourself from the Holy Spirit, just be in a hurry all the time, and you will miss God moving in your life. Sometimes we just need to stop, we need to wait, we need to allow God to move in our life. And so sometimes you just have to make that room, and you have to wait. The next is believe. Believe the promise of Jesus. Jesus says, I will send the Holy Spirit. I'm going to send power to come into your life. Believe that promise and hold on to it. (coughs) Excuse me. Next one is do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to talk a lot about this, but I will say that I'm going to give you a book if you'd you'd like to um, read it. It's by John Bevere, and it's called The Holy Spirit. It's just a very simple titled book. The Holy Spirit. In fact, um, we did a Wednesday night um, four-week Bible study on that book, and it is probably the best book on the Holy Spirit that I know of. It's exactly what we believe about the Holy Spirit as a church, and so, uh, again, it's a great book, but a lot of that book is about how not to grieve the Holy Spirit. 
because the Holy Spirit is sensitive. And, and you need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And so we have to be careful not to grieve the Holy Spirit. We need to be holy. Um, next one is be open. <clears throat> be open. God has abundant life for you. He has so much for you. Don't just say, well, I want this or I want that. Just say, God, I want all that you have for me. God's not going to be directed, well, God, I'd like this and this and this. It's not a cafeteria menu that you're ordering off of. It's like, God, I want all of you. I want all that you have for me. And so be open to what he has. And then probably the most important one, the, the last one is listen and obey. I believe this is the key that unlocks the power of God in our life when we listen and we obey the Holy Spirit, when we, when we get in tune with his voice and then his work is inside of us and his power is there and then the fruit of the Spirit is there, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, all these things just start flowing through our life because we are in tune with the Spirit, walking in the Spirit. I love chocolate milk. You pour the glass of milk, you get the syrup out. I like a lot of syrup. And it all goes to the bottom, right? You kind of stir it up. The Bible says that each of us, when we come to Christ, the Holy Spirit's put inside of us as a deposit. So every one of us has the Holy Spirit living inside of us. But sometimes it just goes to the bottom. It just settles there. The Bible talks about stirring up the gift that is within you. Paul talks about fanning it into flame. You have the Holy Spirit, and you need to begin to stir that up in your life. Holy Spirit, come, fill me up, move in me. Get, start getting hungry for God. Start stirring it up, because I don't want to just drink milk with a lot of chocolate in the bottom. I want to stir that up. I want the Holy Spirit. I don't want to just say I have the Holy Spirit. I want to see the Holy Spirit. I want to taste the Holy Spirit. I want to experience the Holy Spirit because I was meant to house the power of God and walk in his power, not in my own power. And neither were you. You were created to house the power of God. And it's time to just put these things into practice and go with that flow and begin to get hungry for God to move in your life. Amen? Bow your heads and your hearts with me. <clears throat> just want to take a moment. Here at the end of the service, just to charge our batteries. I just want us to wait on the Lord for a moment. Wait on the Holy Spirit and Maybe this would be a good time to look at that, that list and see what, what you need to do this week so that you can begin to stir up some things in your life. Maybe there's some things even in this moment that need to be removed and the Holy Spirit will talk to you about what needs to be removed or maybe where you need to fast this week to get hungry and thirsty for God. And so... Um, the worship team is just going to play quietly for a moment. We're going to sing in a, in a minute, but just for a moment, it's just going to be just quiet music or, and time with the Holy Spirit because you are meant to have the power of God alive in your life. You are not meant to live on low power mode. You aren't meant to live with a dead battery. 
You weren't meant to have all the chocolate at the bottom of the glass. You were meant to be alive in the Holy Spirit and have God himself at work inside of you, speaking to you, leading you, guiding you, giving you strength and power and understanding to give you the help that you need, the comfort that you need, the life that you need. And so just look at that list and ask the Holy Spirit to come into your life right now. Just, just ask the Holy Spirit, and in just a moment, the worship team's going to lead us in a song, but just for a few minutes first, just ask the Holy Spirit to come and meet you this morning, this, this Pentecost Sunday, 2,000 years later, once again, Holy Spirit, come and fill us up.